You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 19th. Happy Juneteenth. My name is Philip Rosswank. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On this special Saturday episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go play the entire Locked On NBA Mock Draft Volume 3, version 3, as we get ready for the NBA Draft Lottery on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the reasoning behind my picks in a little bit more detail. The Magic did not do well in Mock Draft number 3. I know we've played the previous version, so the Magic did do well. Magic did do so well in this one, ending up with the 6th pick. So we'll go over uh, some of the thought processes of, of this darkest timeline that we're going to be living in for today's show. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the LA Clippers after their big win? Check out Locked On Clippers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So do so with a Michelob Ultra. Now, on to the mock draft. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Minnesota Timberwolves have defied the odds and cashed in on just a 27.6% chance at keeping their selection, which means it lands in the top three in this year's draft. There's, of course, a 72.4% chance that the pick conveys to the Golden State Warriors, meaning it lands outside the top three as the final piece of the D'Angelo Russell and Andrew Wiggins trade from February of last year. In this case, though, it's not only top three, but it's the 9% chance that came through of the pick being number one overall. There's no suspense here. The Timberwolves would select Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. He is bar none. Uh, the best prospect in this draft. He's in a tier by himself. Put him in the same category as Carl Anthony Towns a few years ago or more recently Zion Williamson. Um, there's no other prospect that can touch Cade Cunningham in this year's draft. And yes, there's only one ball to go around. Yes, he's ball dominant. So is Anthony Edwards. So is Carl Anthony Towns. So is D'Angelo Russell. Don't overthink this. Uh, the Wolves would figure this out later. Slot him in at the three next to Anthony Edwards. You still start Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Jaden McDaniels. And Malik Beasley becomes a trade chip. He's only making about $15 million. He was fantastic last year before he was suspended and had the injury. They likely trade Malik Beasley, and now all of a sudden you've got a starting five where all five guys are under 26. You've got two recent All-Stars in D'Lo and Cat. You've got two recent number one overall picks and quite possibly uh, Rookie of the Years in Anthony Edwards and Cade Cunningham. Don't overthink this. Add another fantastic player with an extremely high ceiling, and you've got one of the best starting fives, best young starting fives, I should say, in the league. The only other player that I would consider here would be Evan Mobley. I think if the Wolves land at two, there's a real conversation to be had for adding Mobley out of USC to the roster. But at number one, it's got to be Cade Cunningham. Excited to see what happens next. Uh, if, if that were to happen with Cunningham next to Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Jade McDaniels, and D'Angelo Russell. Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves. Let's head over to pick number two. I am Rylan Stiles, host of the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. And we have another mock draft for you. The Thunder are on the clock at pick number two. And this lottery outcome for Oklahoma City is pretty nice. Getting selections two and five. Right now, we're talking about pick two. And this pick might surprise you. Right now, you're probably thinking, why am I still yammering? We're going to pick Evan Mobley. You'd be wrong. Unlike most on my big board, number two is Jalen Green. And that's where we're going. 
with this selection. Jalen Green from G League Ignite. This is a guy that fits perfectly next to SGA, the perfect running mate to balance out SGA. SGA plays kind of slow and methodical, but in an efficient way. Jalen Green plays 100 miles per hour at an, at an efficient clip as well. And Jalen Green will lead this league in scoring multiple times throughout his NBA career. And that scoring output is needed in Oklahoma City. So whenever you can add a guy like Jalen Green, who has all the tools and the mental makeup to a guy like SGA, Poku, Lou Dort, Taylor Maldon, and Mark Dignott, this is the perfect plan, especially when you get to follow it up at pick number five later on in the draft. So right now, things are perfect. Tune into Locked On Thunder for a full breakdown and a full player profile of Jalen Green already up right now at Locked On Thunder. I'm Walker Mail of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, and with the third overall pick in the Lockdown NBA mock draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Evan Mobley, big man out of USC. It's realistically the best case scenario for the Charlotte Hornets come NBA lottery or NBA draft night. They have an 8.5% shot of getting a top four pick in reality and only just over a 1% shot of getting the number one overall pick. And even if they get in the top four, then the Hornets would have to have Evan Mobley maybe even fall to them to three or four as he is widely considered the second best prospect in this draft class. He'd go number one overall in any draft that did not have Kate Cunningham in it. Evan Mobley is extremely mobile, such a fluid athlete for being seven feet, seven four wingspan. It would provide the rim protector that James Borrego has desperately wanted, but also Evan Mobley has the shot mechanics to be a successful threat from outside. He can put the ball on the deck offensively too, but even defensively, not only is he a rim protector, but he can slide his feet and he's athletic enough to move with even the best guards on the perimeter and stay in front of them. Excellent decision maker defensively, good anticipatory defense, can slide and even recover when he doesn't anticipate a play well enough, he would fix so many problems for the Charlotte Hornets team, and we'd be thrilled to have him here in the Queen City. Tell us what you think. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Nada, my co-host, is on Twitter at Nada the Scribe, and our show handle is on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. Can't wait to catch you next time on a Lockdown Hornets episode. What's the deal, everybody? Kuka Hill here with the Lockdown Pistons podcast, and with the fourth pick of the Lockdown Network's NBA mock draft, the Detroit Pistons select Jalen Suggs, the 20-year-old 6'4 guard from Gonzaga. With the actual NBA lottery just five days away, if the Pistons ended up at the fourth slot, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Obviously, they probably would like to stay in the top three, but if they ended up with number four, I think they would be decently happy with Jalen Suggs there. I think the argument would be either Kaminga or Suggs there, and I know that Troy Reaver said he likes Book Knight as well, so maybe they would trade back for Book Knight or maybe even take him right here. Who knows with Troy Reaver? But I think fourth overall, obviously, is not the worst-case scenario. Not the best either, but I think they would be decently happy with Suggs. If you consider the Pistons' last three first-round picks all part of the legit core of Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, and Isaiah Stewart, and then also you add in Jeremy Grant, shooting guard is a position that... If you believe in that, that is the position of need that they should be. If you want to believe in drafting for need, it would be the shooting guard position, which is why I believe a lot of Pistons fans want Jalen Green. But also, Suggs would slide in right there next to Killian Hayes as well, so I don't think it would be a bad fit either. So, fourth overall pick, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Not the worst thing to happen to the Pistons. It could be a lot worse, and I think we would be okay with that. The Oklahoma City Thunder are back on the clock at pick number five. That's right. They take away Houston's pick. They kick Jackson Gatlin out of this mock draft. We're back on the clock. I'm Rylan Stiles here again with the Locked on Thunder podcast. And at pick number two, we surprised the NBA draft world and took Jalen Green ahead of Evan Mobley and ahead of Jalen Suggs. At pick number five, you guessed it. We're going to take his running mate, his teammate at the G League Ignite. We're going to take Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga is one of the most raw prospects in this draft, but he has elite defensive potential. I think that his shot 
is not scary at all. It's not a red flag at all. I think the, the mechanics are there and the process is there. He's comfortable shooting. He's confident shooting. He just has to get the results to fall. And eventually, with a larger sample size, they will. And so if you can add even an average to above average shooter and uh, Jonathan Kaminga and add that to his game with his elite defense, his elite ability to get to the rim, given his frame, given his size, you've got a heck of a ball player right there. Now, it's going to take some time, but the Thunder are no strangers to projects and no strangers to drafting raw talent and drafting unorthodoxly. I mean, there was a lot of questions around drafting Russell Westbrook back in the day. How did that work out? So hopefully Jalen Green will have that same fate and Jonathan Kaminga will as well. So picks two and five are in the books and the Thunder get the G League Night teammates to walk away and add to this young core with SGA, Tao Malathon, Lou Dort, and a treasure trove of draft picks in the future still to come. So the Thunder are locked and loaded, and they're going to be back to being a competitive team sooner rather than later. Tune into Locked on Thunder for a full breakdown. Jonathan Kaminga, a full NBA draft profile is already up right now on Locked on Thunder. This is Philip Ross, the host of Locked on Magic here with my pick in the third go-round here in the Locked on NBA mock draft. Look, the Orlando Magic landing with the sixth pick would be considered a complete disaster for this team. The Orlando Magic trading Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier at the trade deadline in hopes of landing in the top five and gaining one of the prized prospects in this draft. This is largely considered a five-man draft with five players with clear star potential. The Magic want one of those guys. Obviously, though, it's a lottery. You can't control where you land, and that's the risk that you take. All you can control is the player that you take uh, with the spot that you're handed. And the Magic have a great opportunity still to get a talented player and take the best player available on the board. For me, that is Florida State's Scotty Barnes. Florida State has a great reputation of putting great players in the NBA, players who understand their roles, who defend well, and who can who kind of gain their reputation through the league, whether it's Terrence Mann, whether it's Patrick Williams last year, the fourth overall pick, whether it's Jonathan Isaac on the Orlando Magic, these are guys that play the right way and play fundamentally sound. The reason why I go with Scotty Barnes, though, is he provides a unique skill. He may not be a superstar caliber player, but this is a guy who's a six foot eight point guard, which is something that is very, very rare and hard to find. Uh, he can play on the ball, he can make plays, and he can hit a little bit from the outside, although I still think he needs to improve there. With this pick, I think you take the best guy on the board, regardless of positional need, and to me, that is Scotty Barnes. Hey everyone, Evan Damerall here, co-host of Locked On Cavs, with the seventh overall pick in the 2021 Locked On NBA Mock Draft. With the seventh pick, and after a bit of a communication breakdown between my co-host Chris Manning and myself, we decided to go once again with Duke's Jalen Johnson. The playmaking intrigue of Johnson is just too much for the Cavs to really pass up because it's one of the biggest needs, other than wing depth, that Johnson covers for the Cavs heading into this offseason. This is an interesting time for the Cavs, and why not swing for the fences and take the player outside of the top five with the highest upside? Hear about this and more on Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So there you have one of my picks from this third mock draft. Hope it's interesting to get a perspective from some of the other teams around the league as they analyze this draft, analyze who's available. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about my picks coming up here at the end of the show. I want to get through the podcast. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the start of summer, it is starting to be crazy weather. I'm looking outside my window right now on Saturday morning, and it is overcast and hazy. Looks like it's going to rain. We all know that that could turn into 90-degree blinding heat within the next hour or so. That's just Florida weather in the summer. 
And that kind of weather can take a beating on your car. And if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, you need to make sure you have the right parts to take care of your car. That's why you should go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. No playoff coverage today, but it was a wild night in the NBA playoffs last night with the with the Philadelphia 76ers forcing a Game 7 and the LA Clippers advancing to their first Western Conference Finals. Our NBA playoffs coverage throughout the postseason is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So before this weekend's Game 7s, three of them, Crack open a Michelob Ultra and enjoy the ride. Hey, Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to make the eighth overall pick in this week's Locked On NBA Mock Lottery Draft. And with this pick, the hypothetical Raptors are selecting Texas big man Kai Jones, who is very much a project. He has a lot of interesting tools. He's a guy who has shown some semblance of playmaking on, as a big man on the offensive end of the floor. Very bouncy, great role threat, but there's a lot to work on there. He only picked up the game about five years ago at age 15. There's still a lot to be mined there in terms of potential. And this is what the Raptors should be doing with this pick. If they are going to be seventh or eighth in the lottery after lottery night and the results are, are in, they got to be going upside here. They don't fancy themselves a team that's going to be back in the lottery anytime soon. They figure they're going to get back to normal next year, have a real season playing in front of their home fans and all of that stuff. And so this is their opportunity to grab some high-level talent. And it might not work out. Maybe Kai Jones doesn't figure things out. Maybe he remains raw for the rest of time, but he's worth the gamble that he becomes a high-leverage playmaking big. I mean, that is kind of the dream at this point. The Raptors already have Pascal Siakam. We've seen how effective a playmaking big man can be. You add Kai Jones to her front court with Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi going forward, and that's pretty exciting. So the Raptors take Kai Jones here, eighth overall in the Locked On NBA Mock Lottery Draft. This is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked On Magic, back again with another pick. If the Magic aren't going to be in the top five, at least they get two top ten picks. We'll pick ninth here. With the Magic picking sixth and ninth, I'm sure they will do everything they can to move into the top five. Like I, like I said earlier, uh, when I analyzed the sixth pick, the Magic need to get one of these top five picks and get one of these star players. But I still think Orlando can get good players, and I think if they come away with this draft, you know, it won't be an A-plus draft. It won't be the draft that they imagined, but it'll still be a good draft. With the ninth pick, I go with someone that's a little more skill-based, and especially if the Magic don't get that big player, this is a guy that can give you a little bit of a swing with a little bit of a cushion, too. I take Moses Moody from Arkansas. I'm a big fan of Moses Moody. I think that um, I agree with everyone who says that he can be a 3-and-D type player, a guy who can hit from the outside, can score a little bit off the dribble and defend. He's got a plus wingspan. And I think at Arkansas, he was sim- you know he was simply cast as a guy that was on the ball a lot. I think that his percentages will go up the more he is off the ball. But the fact 
fact that he can play on the ball is really attractive to me, especially with the way this draft shook out. With the Magic not able to get one of those key players at the top of the draft, they get a guy who can create a little bit for himself and create a little bit off the dribble, which is something the Magic desperately, desperately, desperately need. So with the ninth pick through London, Magic take Moses Moody. This is Matt George, host of the Locked On Kings podcast, here to make my selection for the third Locked On NBA mock draft. And once again, the Kings are selecting at number 10, moving down a spot. Can the Kings just stay at nine? Let's not even worry about moving into the top four. How about just just stay at nine for one of these mock drafts? Please make it happen on the next one. Uh, for this pick, we wanted to get Moses Moody again like we did in the last draft, but the uh, our nemesis is now the Orlando Magic, who are picking in ninth, took him away from us. But we decided to take Franz Wagner out of Michigan. And this pick has some question marks to it. There's upside. There's also a potentially low floor. There's concerns uh, with his shot, concerns on the offensive end. But one of his primary strengths is defense and his defensive versatility, as well as his offensive versatility, mainly a three, can play two in very tall lineups, but the Kings like to play small, so he has the opportunity to to guard down uh, at the four spot as well. Franz Wagner uh, does have the potential to grow into a solid shooter. I've seen some comparisons online to him being a Nemanja Bialica type player, who of course a former Sacramento King, and when he had his fit here in Sacramento, Bielitsa. Uh, he was an important piece for this Kings team, seemed to fit in very well. So Wagner could turn into a better defensive version of Bielitsa, maybe not as good of a shooter, but a better all-around game. That's certainly a win for Sacramento. So with the 10th pick, the Kings are taking Franz Wagner out of Michigan. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and Locked On NBAs on Wednesday, here to make the selection for the New Orleans Pelicans in our mock draft. And with the 11th selection, the Pelicans take court Kispert out of Gonzaga, wing player. Pelicans want to, I should say need to, put more shooting on the court next to Zion Williamson next season, and Kispert is the best shooter in the draft at 44% from three last season. He can shoot from spot-up situations or on the move, and he's athletic enough to attack the basket when teams close out on him. He's going to step right into the Pelicans and have a strong understanding of what his role will look like. At Gonzaga, he was never really the first option, and he still managed to score and play his role offensively pretty efficiently. I'm not thrilled though about drafting a 22-year-old in the lottery and his ceiling may not be the highest because he doesn't really create for others, but he's just such a natural fit next to Zion and Brandon Ingram offensively. He's a tough, smart defender and he's going to help the Pelicans win right away. And right now, that's maybe the most important thing. So with 11, the Pelicans select Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. This is Jeff Garcia with Locked On Spurs here to give you the reason why Locked On Spurs pick Alprin Sagoon the Locked On NBA mock draft. Uh, yeah, it kind of goes. It was a no-brainer for me. I mean, the Spurs desperately need help in the big man department. And that's not a knock on Yaka Pertl. He's doing you know bang up job. You know, one of the better defensive uh, centers. But his limitations on the offensive end really hurt San Antonio, as well as his mobility, lack of athleticism. That's where Sagoon comes in. I, I think he it just it just makes sense for the Spurs to shore up their uh, big man depth. Uh, you know, after Perto, it's really Drew Eubanks and an untested, unproven uh, Lucas Amanich. So yeah, the Spurs definitely need help there. Look, he's he's six foot nine. He had a breakout season with the Turkish league last year. He's international, and all the Spurs do love their international prospects. And he's wowing a lot of scouts right now as the NBA draft is inches closer. 
He's a he, he's quick. He's swift. He's fast. He can finish at the rim. He plays defense. He tears down the he, he, the rim. Must have done something wrong to him because uh, he every time at least in international play he also ripped the rim off the backboard. I think he's exactly what the Spurs need right now. I think just really just his shot is really just the biggest question mark. But I think that will develop in the NBA stage. That is why the lockdown Spurs selected Alperin Sagoon out of Turkey. With the 13th pick in the draft, the Pacers, on behalf of Lockdown Pacers, select Tennessee guard wing Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson, not quite the shooter that NBA teams want on the wing, but he is good at a lot of other stuff. He's really fast. He gets some crazy acceleration and burst. He can handle the ball pretty well, gets to the rim extremely well, as evidenced by his free throw rate. He's a great statistical profile for a prospect, especially one on the wing. Over 40% free throw rate in his loan season at Tennessee. Good steal percentage, good block percentage. He projects well as a team defender, is a good on-ball defender, nice nose for the ball kind of guy. And again, really quick, has that burst. The shooting isn't quite there, but um, really decent finisher as well. So he's got a lot of good skills that are going to translate well to the NBA. And at his size, he can probably end up playing at the two or the three or even the one if his ball handling really translates in the NBA. So good positional versatility, some nice skills. Pacers very happy to get Keon Johnson with a 13th pick in the third Locked on NBA, Locked on Mock Draft. Wes Goldberg here with Locked On Warriors making the selection at number 14. And in previous mock drafts, I've taken Davion Mitchell and Franz Wagner. And I've heard the complaints of the vocal Twitter minority. You don't want those players. And despite Davion Mitchell still being on the board and the best prospect available right now here at number 14, I will change my pick just for the sake of change. And I will take Josh Giddy, the international high-rising prospect du jour, the prospect of the week right now, a 6'8 forward, point forward, who is maybe the best passer in this draft. Next level feel for the game, things that you like for sure. Can he shoot? Not really. Can he defend? No. But who needs shooting and defense in today's NBA, according to Twitter? All you need is great passing and some height and just some general pizzazz around your game. And look, maybe there's a part of the Warriors contingent that regrets not taking LaMelo Ball at number two in last year's draft. And Josh Giddy, for all of the things about him, uh, has a little bit of LaMelo Ball to his game. Again, not proven the way that LaMelo Ball was overseas, but he's young, he's raw, he's a great passer, can make plays out of the pick and roll, great vision, great height to go along with that vision. And if the Warriors want to add a level of playmaking, they could do that with Josh Giddy. He's raw, yes. But if you're looking for some high upside there, that's that could be a place the Warriors go here at number 14 if Josh Giddy is available. Well, there you have it. The third version of the Locked On NBA Mock Draft, the lottery version, uh, as we get set for the NBA Draft Lottery on Tuesday. I'll break down my picks for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar you have ever had. You know, you go to the supermarket, those protein bars, they say they're chocolate chip, but it doesn't quite taste like chocolate chip. You know the feeling about that. There's always that off-putting taste with those things. Then don't even bother looking at the nutrition facts. You know that thing is like 300, 400, 350, 400 calories. They might try to fool you and say 150 to 200 calories per serving, but the bar is two servings. Those are freaking meals. Those aren't stat. Those aren't protein supplements. Those aren't snacks. For those of us who are weekend warriors, you know we're not looking for a big, heavy dose of protein. We're looking for a little shot, little energy to get us back into our day and back into the workflow. That's why Built Bar 
is the best protein bar I have ever had. Not only comes in nine delicious flavors, including raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, there's something for everyone, but it's also incredibly low calorie. Most bars have 17 grams of protein packed into only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. Some have a little bit more, but all of them are under 200 calories. These are true snack bars, not not meal replacement bars, not meal supplement bars. These are true snack bars that get you through your day, give you the little protein boost that you need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So to recap what happened in this uh, third version of the NBA, uh, NBA uh, Locked On NBA Mock Draft, the Orlando Magic had the sixth and the ninth picks. We came away with Scotty Barnes and Moses Moody. Um, if you followed the other mock drafts that we've done, um, Magic were in the top four in the previous two. I, pick, I picked uh, Jonathan Kuminga with the fifth pick in the first one, and I took Jalen Green, I think, with the second or the third. I think it was the third pick. Um, with uh, Evan Mobley still on the board. I explained my reasoning behind that in a previous podcast. Um, so this one, the Magic end up sixth. And like I said in my recap, um, that would be pretty close to a disaster for the Orlando Magic uh, in this in this situation. The Magic sold off all their veteran players, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, any semblance of a chance that they had to win um, in the short term to get into this NBA draft lottery. And, and obviously you can't control it. Um, I have expressed to as many people as I can I, I understand the logic behind everything the Magic did. I, I stay. I pretty much agree with it too. But my concern has always been it relies on the lottery. It relies on that fifty-two point one percent chance that the Magic get into the top four. Um, it relies on uh, on a lot on all that stuff happen happening. And and there is obviously a, a chance, a small chance, but a chance for disaster. Um, to occur, and and that would be if the Bulls Bulls ended up in the top top four as well, and Orlando got knocked out of the top four. Now, look, the Magic put themselves in the absolute best position they can to get in there, but there has, but everyone has to realize, and everyone has to understand that this scenario is very plausible. It is a coin flip away, roughly a coin flip away from happening. So you do have to be prepared for something like this to happen. And you have to be able to go deep enough in the draft and say, um, this is who we want to pick. Um, I, I, I am a big... I, I have Scotty Barnes right now sixth on my board. Like I said, I think that he provides a unique skill. And while I think he does duplicate a little bit positionally what Jonathan Isaac and Chumo Kiki give you, I think you just got to go with what the draft gives you, especially if you have that second pick as a backup. Maybe if I didn't have that second pick as a backup, I wouldn't be willing to take a chance on someone or take a chance on more of a high upside pick. I mean... The reason why, I'm a big Moses Moody fan anyway, but the reason why I go with a guy like Moses Moody is because I already took my chance with Scotty Barnes, so now I get a guy in Moody who I can trust to do X, Y, and Z pretty clearly. I'm I'm not trying to define his skills. His skills are already pretty well defined, and we'll see if his upside can can take take those skills from very good to, or good to very good, or very good to elite, or, or something like that. Um, that, that, that's kind of my reasoning on all of this. So, you know, if the Magic had taken Jalen Green with the second pick, maybe I'm a little more open to taking a, a Josh Giddy who I've been high on, or maybe I'm willing to take a James Book Knight or take, take a little bit of a swing on someone. Um, I've taken Scotty Barnes as kind of my swing guy after 
that after that top guy, and, and I keep frustrating uh, Matt George and the Sac- and Locked On Kings behind me because I think we have a lot of the same ideas and like a lot of the same players. Um, this is not the first time I've ma- made him angry. Um, he was angry when I took Scotty Barnes in our last mock draft with the with the eighth pick as well. Um, I, I think what's really important for the Magic, though, regardless of anything else, that first pick, whether it's in the top four, whether it's five, whether it's six, whether it's it can, it can technically be seven, wherever that pick lands. Take the best player on the board. Position should not matter. The Magic need everything. And while I think Scott, I think Scotty Barnes can, you know, kind of come in and not. You know, if you draft someone like Scotty Barnes, you can kind of come in and not be under the pressure to play immediately because Jonathan Isaac, Chumo Kiki would probably be starting. That's okay. That's fine. You can get someone that can fill in your starting lineup and fill in some other needs with that second pick. Um, the Magic's draft strategy, I think, is going to be really determined by whether they have those two picks. Um, you know, Barnes and Moody are both guys that I really like with with those picks in the in the late in the late uh, single digits. Uh, and, and so uh, to get both of them, I, I felt pretty good. Uh, all all things considered, um, other players I would definitely consider. I mentioned Giddy. I mentioned mentioned Book Knight. Uh, I, I would consider Kispert, but I think Kispert's a little too low upside. Um, you know, I think the Magic do need to be willing to take a little bit of a swing with this draft and with these players. Um, I think that, I think that for sure, uh, you got to you got to look at. I mean, I, I'm not super high on Franz Wagner. I know he's a really good defender and a decent shooter, but it just feels like again, low upside guy. I would take a look at Alpern Sangun, uh, although I don't think that he'd be a good pick where the Magic are picking either. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much locked into Barnes and Moody. Jalen Johnson intrigues me a little bit, as does Keon Johnson, but I think both of their their poor shooting. Uh, I, I don't think they're good enough at other things to make up for their poor shooting, and I think that's why uh, I have them a little bit lower on my board. It's all going to be great. We're all looking forward to Tuesday's NBA Draft Lottery to finally get some answers on who the Magic are going to pick and what direction they're headed, uh, but we'll have to wait and see until Tuesday. We'll be back Monday with another episode of Locked On Magic. Until then, be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'll have a new episode out for you Monday, recapping this weekend's Game 7s, I am sure, along with the perhaps the U.S. Open in golf. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to this special Saturday episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himmel, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the things on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore md And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. But that's good, dude, for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Phil Crossman. Mike, see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.